Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode 129, the final episode of 2022. Uh, And today is a special episode because we are going to wrap up the calendar year 2022 uh, of stories. And I'm still your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator and co-host. So we're here and no one else because for this very final, very special episode, uh, we don't have a guest. We don't put out uh, uh, the bat signal. No one comes. It's just me and Tazzy here talking about our favorite stories uh, that have come across or we've come across in 2022. So yeah, you're just stuck here with us. Um, Let's do this. So for people listening, don't forget you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, and as always, you can send us your feedback and questions to feedback at mymatter.com. You can throw them at us on social media as well. We are at mymatter on Twitter, at mymattertv on Instagram and TikTok, or at Tazzy on all the above. You can also join the Studio 77 Discord and be part of the My Matter universe, as well as meeting others in the community. And you can consider becoming a Studio 77 member to support the work we do at My Matter and get exclusive access to events and artwork and we've got uh, a lot of plans in place for that uh, for next year so we'll definitely be talking more of that in 2023 but we're still in 2022 for uh, a few hours still as this podcast comes out so let's just quickly touch in with the my matter universe and find out what's been happening there this is the final episode of our schedule of season four we are at the end of season four of story x story which feels weird to say we've done four seasons of this and we're going to go into I'm season in five it's, it's mad it's like we're like a proper podcast we've got, we've got multiple episodes where we pass 100 and everything so we have this episode and then we're done final episode of regular recording we are taking a recording break over january so there'll be no new podcast episodes coming out um but there will be some episodes coming in the feed so we will be putting up rewinds of past live stream discussions that we've had. So casual conversations with comic creators uh, and some gamepad report uh, streams. We'll mix it up. There'll be things to uh, to listen to still. And then we'll be back in February for season five of the Story X Story podcast. So definitely make sure you are subscribed, uh, catch the Rewind episodes, and then check out uh, the new season of the podcast. Um, so beginning of the year is also when we kind of plan for the rest of the year. So we're going to be uh, in planning mode. We've kind of started in planning mode, um, but we will have new stuff coming. So we're going to be working on new manga and a manga featuring Tazzy's character. So we're looking to bring a Kickstarter campaign and make that live early in the new year. And then also want to remind people that you can check out the existing stories that we have on the Mayamada website. So that's mymatter forward slash manga. Let me try that again. That's mymatter.com forward slash manga. So you can check out the Mayamada universe, uh, including our latest manga, Serious Through the Fog. Uh, we will have some Studio 77 activities where we talk to different creators. So we talk to different comic creators. So that will still be continuing. I'll be having a chat with uh, a new comic creator. So every month I have a one hour conversation with a different creator to find out about the person behind the art form. So tune in on Tuesday the 10th of January for that. We will also have 
a cosplay and creativity live stream as well. We'll be bringing in a, a panel of cosplayers from around the world and talking to them about the craft of cosplay. Uh, and that will be a roundtable discussion hosted by Tazzy. Uh, we're still working out a date for that. So if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitch. We'll put the schedule up there and then make announcements uh, on social media as well. Um, and then Games Night. Can't forget Games Night. So um, as you listen to this episode, you should be able to catch the VOD of our December Games Night where we played Republic of Jungle. And then you can look forward to next month's Games Night. We haven't quite worked out what game we're playing, but every month we do get together with our community and play a different video game for your enjoyment. It's enjoyable because usually we don't know what we're doing. Um, and, and quite literally, sometimes we are figuring out the game uh, and the mechanics of the game uh, minutes before going live. So that's always fun to watch. And it's fun to play uh, as well. So you can join us for that. Find out what we'll be playing next. Um, another thing to look forward to next year is the Do I Look Like a Gamer video game representation campaign, which we launched earlier this year, way back in February, to promote inclusion and diversity in the games industry and also challenge the stereotype of the word gamer. What does a gamer look like? Like, am I a gamer? Are you a gamer? The answer is yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, we did a bunch of activities, had a lot of good discussion within our own events conventions um across london and uh, yeah we're looking forward to doing it again so check that out at looklikeagamer.com see what we did uh, for this year follow us on social media and uh yeah get ready to be involved in next year's campaign uh, this year we were sponsored by rocksteady studios and splash damage and their support meant that we were able to put on these events and make them free for people to attend which is kind of the aim making this this medium this industry, this culture, accessible for people who might not always get the opportunity uh, to be exposed to it. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to doing more. We've got loads to come next year, so stay tuned. That's kind of where we are with My Matter as we wrap up 2022. We've got a lot of story to get to, so let's get into this. So for our wrapped episode, Tazzy and I go through some of our favorite stories of the year. There are a few rules, not many, but a few. The idea is to highlight some of the things that we've enjoyed and uh, yeah, just put them in a list. And also disclaimer, Tazzy, are we still doing the disclaimer? Your list is a random assortment of stories and may not reflect a exact order, even though I'm going to force you into an exact order. It's looking more like an order. Oh, wow. Okay. This is progress. This is progress, but I'm not 100% committed to the order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will take that. I will take that. It's, uh, if anyone's heard past Wrapped episodes, they will know that Tazzy does not like putting things in a specific order, but I'm liking what I'm hearing. So right, let's, let's do this before this changes. So what we have changed for this year, actually, we've got a couple more categories. So what we're going to do is give uh, a list of honorable mentions. Um, so that is uh, stories that might not make our final five, but still worthy of being mentioned. We're going to go through disappointing story, surprising story. We've also added unfinished or ongoing stories. And that's really just a catch-all for both of us for things that we couldn't uh, fit in. We're going to give you a list there. And then we're going to end with our final five favorite stories of the year. So few criteria all our picks uh, are hidden from each other so tazzy doesn't know what i've got 
I don't know what Tazzy has. We're all going to discover this together. So that's going to be fun. Another thing is the stories don't have to be newly released in this calendar year. They just have to be new to us. So if something was released 10 years ago uh, and I just watched it this year, which I feel might have happened once or twice on on the podcast, um, it counts. So there's not necessarily all brand new stories. It's just new stories to us. And I think that's the that's the main one. We did have a thing about unfinished stories, but that's why we have a new category. So that mm-hmm. solves that problem. Um, but that's pretty much the criteria that we are going into in this. With that being said, let's get into our first segment, Honourable Mentions. The Honourable Mentions is five stories that... We enjoyed, but didn't quite make the final five. So, I mean, let's just let's just get into this. We'll alternate back and forth between me and Tazzy and then see what everyone has got. So do you want to go first, Tazzy? Right. Yeah, sure. This is honorable mentions, right? Um, this is it. Yes, honorable mentions. <laughs> so my honorable mentions is basically things that were supposed to be in my top, but <laughs> I was only allowed to have five. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like my honourable mentions could have an honourable, honourable mention. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really, really hard to choose. So, Romance Killer is is on there. Um, <laughs> okay, Romance Killer. Romance oh, this Killer. is the new one on Netflix. Yes. Uh, so this is one I started quite recently, actually. It started and finished quite recently, <laughs> actually. I binged it. And I actually started to re-watch it sort of a week later because that's how much I enjoyed it Um, and I originally watched it in Japanese and then uh, re-watching it in English so yeah this is this is a fun one I just really like how it's animated and I like that it follows like a lot of the romance tropes without with a spin I guess Uh, And I really like how it approaches like the like teenage romance sort of genre dynamic. Yeah, that dynamic. So yeah, like it's a really fun one. Um, and it kind of it has this weird feeling because there's so many things. It's not stereotypical, but it highlights stereotypical things. If that makes sense, it will make sense when you watch it. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that sounds good. Okay, that's interesting because you usually don't like watching teens do teen things but here you are so yeah. that says something <laughs> exactly okay all right so my first honorable mention and also i agree with you about this even though i said the rules here but there are a lot on the cutting floor that i would love to talk about but we only have so much time so let's do this so my first honorable mention is quite recent actually it is a comic called better place this is one i spoke about uh, on a recent episode of the podcast and it's a comic by first-time author uh, Dwayne Murray and artist Sean Daly. And they've created this comic, which actually I should say the bit of the background behind it, I randomly stumbled across this in a comic book shop in the Netherlands. So that's how random this was. But the cover just called to me and I was looking at it. I was like, the cover looks interesting. Should I get this? I'm going to get this. I had some encouragement as well, but eventually got it. Didn't know what the story was. The blurb interests me. So it's about a boy with a very big imagination who goes on an adventure to find his uh, his partner, his grandfather, who joins him in his imaginative escapade. So his grandfather has gone to a quote-unquote better place. 
and the boy doesn't quite understand so he goes on this journey to to find him and it's it's surprisingly moving i could have had this in my surprise pick actually because i had zero expectations because i'd never heard of it and it really is a really touching story around uh, grief and how this young boy is dealing with that but also about some of the characters he meets along the way uh, the art is really cool it's largely black and white which is another thing that struck me but uses color in interesting ways to highlight key moments or uh, key items or, or people in the in the story and yeah it just it stuck with me after i read it so that is my first honorable mention that sounds like a lot of fun i feel like i need to read that yeah i, I will give you my copy and yeah see what you think i'd be interested to see what you think i feel it it will it will touch you. It's a touching story. Okay, yeah, I'm really, really uh, do want to sort of start to work through my my like comic and um, visual novel backlog in the new year. Well, I've just added one to that backlog, so <laughs> yeah, it's right because most of them I don't actually own, so they're just like uh... <laughs> <laughs> just on demand. On demand, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that works. All right, let us know your next honorable mention. My next honourable mention is Stray. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know how I would have been able to get through this podcast without mentioning Stray somewhere. It was just, <laughs> where can I put you? <laughs> <laughs> Stray is just like such a fun experience and a fun way to experience the story. And so that's why it had to be in here. And also like my top stories are very, or my my um entrance for this podcast episode is very game um there's not many games basically uh because <laughs> i've not had that much time to game which i know sounds really crazy because i've had so many uh, other stories that i've experienced but it's a lot easier to like watch a film or a show when you're busy because you can do it when you're tired and you can do it while you're doing stuff uh, but stray was nice and short so managed to fit in and it was just such a unique way to experience a really well told story as well. Like the actual story was very interesting and fascinating. Um, so it had to be in here somewhere. And uh, this is where it's going. Okay. Um, so I'm actually going to cut into yours because my next honorable mention is also Stray. <laughs> and so let's just do that one together. <laughs> Can we get an extra reach? Because we've got one that's the same. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Because I like forcing Tazzy into a set of rules. So. But I agree with everything you said about Stray. The key thing is it's short. And that's how it got into our Story Club episode early in the year. We like short games. Or I like short games. Let me not speak for Tazzy. But short games are it's good. It's not that I don't like long games. It's just that where, when, when and how do I play yes, them? I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. So it is great that people are still making short games. Games that you can finish. And Stray is yeah very unique. So like Tazzy said. It's a unique game. You play as a cat and you experience the world as a cat. It, you feel like a cat. And because of that, you don't talk. So it has this whole non, not quite non-verbal dialogue because I like the way they introduce dialogue into it. But you as the protagonist don't talk, but still this wide-reaching story sort of unfolds from your perspective and the, just the mechanics, the, the characters that you meet along the way all just work so well together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so right, I'm glad we got Stray in there because, uh, yeah, it was a very good game. Well done for the team behind that. But yeah, didn't they win an award? At, uh... Also won 
the best indie game and best debut game at the Game Awards. Yeah, that was because they featured on our podcast. There's the story x story bump. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that's you know the drill now. It's just make a game, send it to us, let us talk about it, and Jeff Keeley will give you an award. Um, okay, well, I guess we're straight back to me then. So my next honorable mention is Always a Witch. I don't know if you remember me talking about this one, Nigel. I definitely brought it up. Yeah, because I remember you had a thing of you mentioned like another witch based oh, it's been, story and it's been a witchy witchy year yeah. <laughs> so always a witch is a series on netflix that is set in oh my god where is it set i'm pretty sure it's somewhere spanish speaking but it features a black witch who travels in time travel travels forward in time to the modern world and then there's just a whole lot of adventure and them trying to find someone to help them get back to their love. But there's obviously, there's always uh, an antagonist and there being a twist. Uh, and it's just a really good show. I definitely recommend you watch it. Even if you don't think you would like it, I recommend everyone give this one a try. Like, just even if you just watch the first episode and make a decision there, but to give it a go, because it is just a really, really brilliant story. Um, and it's really well put together. And it's just nice because it's just a bit different. And not different like, oh, it does something like amazingly new or unique in terms of like storytelling. But it's just quite diverse and interested and it just adds it adds a bit of culture. Yeah, different is good. Culture is good. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Is it on Netflix? Yes, it is a Netflix TV series. Um, what's your next one? All right, so my next one, I had to actually double check that I started this uh, this year, but um, as is a common trend on the podcast, I'm late to the party. And this party is for Love, Death and Robots, which I'm giving an honorable mention to. It is, for those that don't know, which I feel... I'm like the only one, but it's an anthology series, uh, also on Netflix. We should be sponsored by Netflix. Anyway, so it's a series which is a collection of different stories around the theme of, surprise, surprise, love, death, and robots. The thing about it is they are completely un unconnected stories, uh, where there are some sort of follow-ons here and there, and the themes uh, are different, the styles are different, but they're all short, like very short stories, so we're talking like six minutes i think the longest is like 20 minutes and other than that that central theme of love different robots it just allows people to go in different ways so you've got different studios producing different stories and then yet yeah, all put together so i have now seen all three seasons and yes really enjoyed it i guess the nature of like anthology you get varying not, I wouldn't say necessarily very levels of quality because all the quality in this is, is all great. It's very well produced. But in terms of like what stories you might connect with, it varies. So there's some that I connected with definitely more uh, than others. But as a package, the story is very impressive. And there were a few standout. Interesting, when, it, when I started it, I think I watched what I thought was the first season and then came across a particular episode which is voiced by Troy Baker and was just i think it was the first episode i watched actually and just <laughs> remains my favorite episode because it's just 
for me, like another level of storytelling. So it's an episode called Bad Traveling. And I won't spoil the story, but it just, it moved me in a, in a way, like a, in a sense that, not in an emotional sense, but in a sense that it got me to like really think and consider about what was happening in the story. And it did the thing that I really like of, of stories is it left you thinking after the story was done. So yeah, that particular episode and just the show itself, just a really great effort. Mm. So I feel like I need to go back to this. And if there's an episode I'm not enjoying, just skip it. <laughs> because I, I did watch, I have seen some of them. Yeah, you mentioned you didn't quite connect with what you'd seen. Yeah, but I feel like maybe I just need to go go back and watch them. Yeah, what I also do, I think I actually didn't should have come back to this, but I was going to send you a few episodes to jump into and see what you thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. I'll get you started. Yeah. Um, but your mileage may vary, so <laughs> we'll see. All right, back to you. Your next honourable mention. So my next honourable ne- mention is Comey Can't Communicate, which is another one of teenagers doing stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but these are like, Comey Can't Communicate is, it, it ascends the high school because it's just such a good anime. So you so, just don't like high schools? I just don't like watching teenagers do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that it's just that it's like been there done that got the t-shirt then watched a million shows about it as well and a lot of them are very much like it just gets a bit a bit dull <laughs> but Comey Can't Communicate is definitely uh, an exception to that rule I think it's just because it is so well told and if you don't know what Comey Can't Communicate is about definitely go check it out I've, I'm now up to date with whatever's on Netflix and it's about a young lady called Comey who, guess what, struggles to communicate, struggles with very, like, some serious levels of anxiety and finds it really, really hard to, like, talk to people, but wants to make a hundred friends. And essentially, we are following Comey's journey to make those 100 friends in a new school. But the trick about the school is everyone in it is a bit unusual in their own way. They're very quirky. Um, (laughs) And they've all got very, something that really stands out about their personalities. And that's the only way you can get accepted to this school anyway. So it's this journey of Comey, like just meeting all these very interesting, unique people um, in their school and there's just some really great characters. The sort of like main friendship group we follow are fascinating and interesting. And you can really relate to, like you can really relate to at least one character. I think I relate most to Comey. Okay. <laughs> and I know for a lot of people that's like, but you literally talk so much. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's more the like anxiety that she feels um, and how they portray that and relating it as well to like obviously everyone most people listening will know me from the time that I've been online and they won't know me from the time before which was me developing these skills and developing the ability to get over my anxiety and actually talk I'm inherently extremely shy I've just learned skills to overcome those. 
And so, and then sometimes I do still feel like the anxiety behind it, uh, but I just push through and I've learned how to like overcome it. But yeah, so Comey like very much relates to me. That was literally how I felt a lot of the time in school and how I feel in a lot of situations that I like knew or have like a lot of people that I don't know in. But yeah, uh, but it's like, it's so great. It's, it just portrays things so well. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it does that thing. I like that anime does where it puts the central protagonist as a character who in a lot of times in in western stories wouldn't be the central protagonist it, the character who has like anxiety over talking mm. and they're not the most outgoing but the story's about them and i like that a lot of times anime manga puts those characters forward because like you've just shown it kind of puts other people front and center in a in a story and then you can identify better rather than being yeah. pushed to the side which happens a lot yeah, there is one one thing about that though. Uh, Komi is like very very attractive, so she's like okay. seen as like the extremely beautiful character in the show, which leads her to be very misunderstood because people just think she's being ignorant when she's not speaking oh, to them. Okay. And they're all like, "Oh, the queen! <laughs> like she is goddess." <laughs> if she if she talks, and it's like, "Oh, of course she doesn't talk to lowly me." <laughs> <laughs> so there's that dynamic uh which is really interesting which i think is another reason why i relate to it not that i'm like super attractive but <laughs> that i'm often misunderstood right and people might think that i'm stuck up uh and that is a whole nother back bucket of worms <laughs> we need to do with race as well so <laughs> we won't own that tin of cans but um can tin of cans that's not tin of cans it? that's a redundant no, <laughs> <laughs> redundant item <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> World's worst invention. Moving on, Nigel, what's your <laughs> next pick? Okay, so my next honourable mention is Bullet Train because it's it's really good. Phil, <laughs> 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 that is. So we also covered this on the podcast. We talked about it, and I think I remember saying that when I first saw the trailer. I think I briefly saw the trailer like once, maybe twice. I'm not someone who like seeks out trailers it looked interesting it stars brad pitt brad pitt's cool i'm more likely to watch something <laughs> brad pitt in so i was like okay cool this sounds good it's on a train i'm interested in in stories that take place in a central location because just the challenge of having to create an interesting story when you can't easily move locations and i think that's all i knew about it <laughs> oh and uh, the train was moving through japan so you know uh, there's there's an interest there and like i honestly think that's all i knew about it going into yeah. so when i started to watch it i found out oh it's about a story where five assassins have boarded this train and their missions are connected and i love those stories that have interconnecting narratives with the characters they're just mm -hmm. again it's an interesting story challenge and then the film unfolded and it's just this is a delightful <laughs> film to watch it's i'm not saying it's the the best film but the way it pieces, it puts together its pieces to make something that you can just enjoy. And, and yeah. sometimes that's all you need to enjoy this film. And I feel it really delivered. Yeah, I agree. It's a very interesting journey. It is. And, and it's funny as well as uh, good performances. Um, and like I said, we did a whole deep dive uh, on the podcast. So people can check that out. But yeah bullet train it's surprising i almost considered it for my surprise because it just for me anyway it relatively speaking came out of nowhere but yeah i'll give it an honorable mention 
Oh, well, my last one is definitely a, another one that uses some interesting storytelling techniques in a, as a bit of as things unravel. And that is Moon Knight. Oh, again, I feel like this is another one that I couldn't go through the podcast without talking about because that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like the way that story unfolded, the twists, the turns, the, the interesting character as well. And the, the use of like, do you know what I really like? There was, there was quite a few hero stories that I was juggling with being in my list. Yeah. Um, And it was really, really, really hard to choose. There's a few that like, didn't make it and i don't know why <laughs> like i don't know i literally don't know why it was literally just because there's ones that sort of like stood out for another reason and moonlight is one of them i think the way just having a different character just having a different main character like not your stereotypical superhero and it, yeah, it was a different approach and a different location as well different yeah different approach different location maybe because like half of it's in britain that helped but <laughs> and very well as well it wasn't like it felt it felt natural like mm. it felt relatable it felt like yeah this is very a very british experience here <laughs> like this is not i'm not surprised by it i don't feel icked about it which i feel sometimes happens especially in something like actually i don't know of any superhero things i've watched that have been set in britain to be honest i can't think there must be some <laughs> there must be some but right now i can't think yeah, um, I, was just on a postcard. I struggled enough to remember what i had watched this year so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah moonlight was just great oh that was such an enjoyable story i'm definitely gonna watch the first season again when they hopefully bring out a second season yeah, I think, you know, this is one of my cutting room floor entries. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you brought it up because it definitely deserves. I think we've discussed this where we're seeing Marvel produce a lot of content, well or for worse. And Moon Knight, for me, and it sounds like for you, is one that stood out among all the content that they're, they are putting out. And I think that's yeah. a hard thing to do, but it definitely achieved that. And the characters are interesting. The, the In a similar way to... Mm, is, probably a tenuous link but the the protagonist is not it's not captain america we're not like the, the stereotypical superhero character It's a mm-hmm. guy who's struggling um with things like mentally and as, as well as just in the world around him that's an interesting mm-hmm. thing to see in a marvel production definitely definitely uh so what's on your last honorable mention okay my last honorable mention is the silent sea which is a Korean drama, uh, which I was put onto earlier in this year. And I just really enjoyed. That's why it's here in the honorable mention. And so it's a story where the world, which is, but in this story world, it's a near future earth that's suffering from, what's the term? A lack of water. Like the water's become uh, extremely scarce resource. It's being rationed according to there's a whole class system going on. And you follow this scientist who has been asked, was she asked? Well, she's been put on this team of people on a mission to the moon because there's some stuff happening around this research facility where this, uh, this scientist's sister died, I think it was five years before. And there's a whole kind of mystery around that. 
So she's put on this team led by like this captain. And if you think of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the captain, I'm the leader type character. I'm following orders type character. And when they get there, things aren't what they seem. And I just love the, the tension, the mystery that unfolds over the course of this show, but also the character dynamics, because you have the scientist who has her own background, her backstory with her sister. She's a scientist, so she asks questions. And she's up against this soldier, leader, captain type character who's just, you know, we're just here to follow orders, stop trying to like figure things out. But then you've got the, the team and the, the motivations of the team start to unfold as well. And some of them conflict and there's some like issues there. And then just a wider mystery around this space station, why it's abandoned, why they've been sent there. And the way it unfolds is just really, really gripping and just really... I was going to say fun. It's not fun. Not that it's not a good watch, but it's like a, it's tense. It's like tense and it just builds anticipation like that. It's really enjoyable. Mm, that sounds very interesting. So I need to watch more Korean dramas. That's the lesson I got from that. Oh, yeah. I've got quite a few on my, my list. And I think I'm just juggling with, do I watch them dubbed or subbed? And some of them aren't dubbed at all. So Yeah, I can't remember if this was dubbed. I watched it subbed, but... Um, I mean, Netflix are usually good at that, but yeah, some of them yeah. you, can't, you can't get both. I feel like I just need to. I just need to watch them. It's like whatever way you can at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I watch the trailers and I'm like, oh my god, this is so gripping. Yeah. And then I hear people talking about them, and I'm like, oh my, this sounds amazing. <laughs> it really is. It is such a good show, and it's just especially when you get shows from other countries, just like a different, it's almost like a different perspective, mm-hmm. but it's still familiar because, you know, we're still dealing with humans and human dynamics. And yeah, it's, it's just, I uh, really recommend it. Nice. Yeah. So that's our honorable mentions. Before we get into our final five, we do have a couple segments. So let's get to the next one. Surprises and disappointments. I'm glad we added this, this section. <laughs> So we're going to start with our biggest disappointment. And this is a show, for whatever reason, is our, we've been disappointed in and we just can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, do you want to let us know what your biggest disappointment this year has been? All right. So I, because, you know, we like to be positive for the most part. So I thought I'd struggle with this. And then one just popped into my mind and it is Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, before we were recording, Taz, you were saying something about like disappointments. I didn't want to give it away, but I also struggled because my expectation wasn't high for this. So you, you, I argued with myself, like, is it a disappointment? I wasn't expecting much. But, and I mentioned this uh, when we covered this on the podcast, just the way it handled comedy to just, in my mind, completely undermine any dramatic tension, any meaning in the story genuinely offended me <laughs> like I, I feel misused comedy as well as just bad dialogue and like a <laughs> subtext and and all that and the visual effects and and, and misusing christian bale there's a lot <laughs> there's, there's a lot just wasting one of the greatest actors of our generation but the comedy thing like really stuck with me just the way it did that so i was like yeah this is really a very disappointing story for me and there you go sorry marvel i'm i'm, I'm sure they'll you know they'll not recover from this <laughs> from this selection <laughs> Interesting. So, I so I've got two biggest disappointments here. Um, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to go for. 
So I'm going to go for the other one. Oh, wow. Was it? <laughs> because my, my first book was Four Love and Fonda. <laughs> and it's funny because we started recording. Before we started recording, I asked, is it a disappointment if I wasn't expecting anything from yeah. it? And we all know that four movies, as much as I love the character of four, four movies, not so much. So I wasn't expecting it to be great. And it's still disappointing. Disappointed, yes. <laughs> But so I'm not going to pick that because we know it's a disappointment. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to pick the Book of Boba Fett. Ah. Um, so we're really going for Disney on these. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll never get that sponsorship now. <laughs> what can I say? The the bar is high. They have the budget. So yeah, that's like, true. when you're disappointed, that's like I I'm I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the subtitle of this award. Like, we're not upset. <laughs> just disappointed so i really didn't go into this expecting much like i've said it before my love of star wars persists of i really enjoy lightsabers and droids and then the mandalorian like that's why i like <laughs> it like I've, I've always liked star wars i've never really got into like the nitty-gritty of it i'm like i just enjoy i just enjoy watching the films i don't i don't care about all the drama and politics around them I just enjoy watching them. Obviously, I really like The Mandalorian. And then, so I didn't go in expecting much from The Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, I don't really, I really care about this character. Uh, I know loads of people really love Boba Fett. But, like, Disney Plus are throwing out surprises with their series. And I was like, who knows? I've been really impressed with Marvel TV shows. And, like, again, The Mandalorian was so good. <laughs> Let me let me give it the benefit of the doubt. And I was so bored <laughs> watching this show. Oh my god. That's is, a bad that's bad. Every time it felt like it was getting exciting, it was like, nah, sorry, no, I'm a boring show. <laughs> it was like teasing to be a good show, but not in the good way. You know, like <laughs> just disappointingly, in a disappointing way. You know, like some shows are like teasing the good bit of a show. Yeah. And then they get to it. And then they get to it. And there's just enough in the beginning of the, like the boring bit of it that it keeps you going. It keeps you on a cycle. This doesn't give you a big enough endorphin kick to be boring. <laughs> to get like for you to be able to deal with the boringness. In my opinion, obviously, I know other people might think differently. But from what I've heard, a lot of people are disappointed in it. And the show gets good. Wait, is it? I don't know if this is a spoiler. So, I think I know what you're going to say. Might semi, be a semi spoiler, spoiler warning. So, stop listening for about two minutes and then come back. It only gets good when the Mandalorians are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard that. Okay, you can come back now. Spoilers. <laughs> and yeah, it's just that's that's a bad that's a bad show if you don't get good until some into a crossover it's no it's not a good look no it's not a good look uh, so that was my biggest disappointment mm. okay all right we've got some disappointing entries here i feel <laughs> we've, we've done well with this so let's go on to the much more positive side of this and we're going to go for our biggest surprises yeah stories that have surprised us this year so nigel what's your surprise all right this is i'm looking forward to her revealing this because this is something that genuinely surprised me i told this to someone recently and the look they gave me <laughs> about this being a surprise and a very good surprise for me was hilarious but i'm sticking were with they it. surprised that it was your surprise 
I think they were doubly surprised that it was it was a surprise that it was a good film and it was my surprise as well. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I can't wait to hear this. So my surprise by a a good distance is Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about Top Gun Maverick. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about this because I think we mentioned it early in the year when it was coming out, and I realized I'd not seen the original Top Gun. I thought I had, but it's one of those films that's just so in pop culture, like with references yeah. and everything. They just feel like you maybe I've seen it, but hadn't seen it. So um, I'm still I was not going, sure if I've seen it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You might not have, but you just it's familiar. So the new film's coming out in the summer. I was like, okay, cool. Let me let me go check it out. But before I do, let me watch the original. So the original, I mean, this is a eighties film. So it, and it feels like an eighties film in both good and bad ways. But it's a fun watch. Tom Cruise does a good job as like the arrogant fighter pilot who you know is brought down a peg by his uh, soon to be lover uh, in the film. Very eighties. His best friend, uh, Goose, is there by his side and loses his life because that's the whole thing. And I now understand that meme. So very enjoyable. It's also interestingly a film that doesn't have a clear antagonist, which is, can be a difficult thing to do, but enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in. I get the references. Let me go watch this film now. Now I understand what's going on. Top Gun Maverick. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. It, it's a... It's not a perfect film, but I feel it's a flawless film and arguably one of the best sequels that have been made. There, I said it. I think this film is just incredibly well done for a few reasons. So it elevates the original in terms of like the storytelling, the emotional beats. It plays on the nostalgia in that it, it builds on. So Tom Cruise's character after 30 years is brought back to teach a new group of uh, Top Gun cadets. And it's all about, like, you know, these young uh, cadets, like, you know, what can anyone teach us? We're the best. Along comes Tom Cruise. No, I'm the best, but you're old, but I still have tricks. Is that whole dynamic? Mm. But it, it just elevates it. It adds meaning, and it adds meaning for Tom Cruise and what his character represents. It adds meaning for the relationships between some of the cadets, including the son of Goose, who is one of the, new recruits and what that means for Tom Cruise's character, uh, Maverick, who hasn't necessarily got over that. The the beats it hits are just so well done. And then the special effects or the practical effects, I should say, because I, so I watched this in a cinema and you feel like you're in this plane and that makes such a difference to feel like you're there rather than you're watching CGI. Like it, it makes such a difference. So you just feel like I'm I'm in this and it's so dynamic. It's so fast paced when they're pulling the stunts in the plane and you just feel like you're there every step of the way. But yeah, it, it's just, I walked away thinking that was, a, that was actually a really good film, way better than I was expecting because I was just expecting just fun. And it is fun. It's not, I was thinking while I was watching this, like this is a, this is switch your brain off and just go with emotions. But I mean that in the best possible way. So yeah, it, it's just, it's just great. It's a great film. Hmm. I have been meaning to see it. <laughs> and have <laughs> yet to see it. Like, I think some cinemas are still showing it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. I think it's the it highest grossing film. film of the year. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. 
so my biggest surprise again i've got two here and i'm i don't know what i'm picking <laughs> flip a coin mm, oh god this is difficult this is i'm gonna mm, i'm gonna go for my i'm gonna go for sonic the hedgehog oh two or the first one you've seen the first one right the first one okay i've did i watch two yet? yeah i did did i i don't know i'm talking <laughs> about the first one not the second one <laughs> the second one has knuckles in it and tails no, yeah, I did watch the second one. That okay, but you're sticking with the first. Not that surprised. That okay. No. Yeah, <laughs> I could like it's taken me a while to remember it. But the first one, the first one. Okay, so obviously there was all the the controversy when yeah, it well, first got announced, and we saw long song at Sonic. <laughs> is that what they're calling him? I don't know. That's what I'm calling him. <laughs> long Sonic. Make it sound like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looked like he had a disease, to be fair, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, I just was, from then, I was like, I don't, I'm not really looking forward to this now. I don't feel like, I don't feel like you can just do a switcheroo. I was like, is this a marketing trick? Like, I just didn't trust the film. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't trust it after that. And as well, I was like, from the trailer, it just looked like a stereotypical film, just like with Sonic in it. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't, it didn't have like a personality. And I finally got round to watching it on Netflix before the second one came out, or like because I think I was going to see the second one. That's why I went to see the. That's why I watched the first Sonic. I remember now. I did see the second one because I watched the first one because of it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's surprisingly good. It's surprising. That's why it's my biggest surprise. <laughs> I was not expecting it to enjoy. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. And it was well well put together. It was hilarious. It was fun. And it was like emotional in some spots. And just was, it was a good film. Like, I just wasn't expecting it to be that enjoyable. Like, I'd happily watch it again. Like, someone was like, should we watch Sonic? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, let's put Sonic on, yeah. It's just a feel-good film that I wasn't expecting it to have as much personality as it did. So yeah, that's my biggest surprise. Cool. All right. Again, some surprising picks. Yeah, surprising picks. Literally, figuratively, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, another category before we go into our final favourite stories. And this is our favourite ongoing or unfinished stories. They do not have to be ongoing as in that they're still being released, just ongoing or unfinished to us. To us, yeah. <laughs> this is all about us. Yeah. Just want to pre preface that. That is the rule. We're not about the latest thing and greatest. We're just about stories here. And we do not discriminate, discriminate stories on when they were released. We just appreciate them all. Yeah. And we discriminate on if they're bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll call them out. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> but we'll still watch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that is going to be, be what the category of ongoing is. So, if you're like, this finished ages ago, well, not to us, it didn't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so are we going to do like one each? So this one or we're going to list. list them off. Okay. Yeah, we're going to call this the the Game Awards Award because we're just going to list them off like like Jeff <laughs> Keighley did so much on that night. Okay. All 
All right. Well, then, Nigel, do you want to let us know what you are continuing uh, into the new year? All right. So mine, mine has some some shame in it. So let me. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, it really does. So I'm going to start. I'm going to get the shame. I'm just going to list these off. But I'm going to highlight a couple. So one is Psychonauts two because I have not finished it. Oh my it. god! I know. I know. It's. I realized this like uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And it is it is purely down to shame because I love this game, love the story, love the design. But because we did a way back in February, we did a story club on this, and I didn't finish it before. I felt so much shame that I, I didn't come to the back to the game for so long. I feel so bad about it. So as people are listening to this now, I think I have finished this. So as you listen to this, I'm going to say I'm going to put my neck out and say I've finished this game because this is going to be my task there so Psychonauts on the 2 is day on there. of this episode release i'm gonna yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna message you please <laughs> do be like did you actually finish psychonauts <laughs> otherwise i'm calling you out to the whole of the internet <laughs> okay it's there it's it's done it's said it's recorded please do because this game deserves it it's a very well made game i love the original i have the original somewhere on cds that's how long ago it was and it's great so psychonauts 2 is um one of my favorites ongoing well, in this case, unfinished. And I'll, I'll rattle off the others. Uh, Castlevania is a story, a series that I watched, haven't finished. I think still got the third season. I was a bit unsure at the very beginning. I think a while ago, I watched the first episode and just didn't come back to it. Came back to it. I was like, this is a really good show. And then for me, at least, it gets, it gets better. I, and I really like, weirdly enough, because I don't always pick up on this, but the, the voice acting kind of struck me. So that's a show um, I'm really enjoying. Uh, the Boys is one that I only just remembered like a couple of days ago as we record this, that I really enjoyed that series. So season three of The Boys, love how it, it takes the superhero like mythos, flips it upside down. What if they were all jerks? Fantastic. Um, and the third season takes it to places that are just like difficult to watch for various reasons. Uh, another one is a comic series called Isola. Uh, so it's big emphasis on world building like fantasy novel a novel a graphic novel a series that i mean this could have been a surprise for me were it not for top gun because that was a clear winner but it was one i picked up because as i do comic story workshops i like to get comics so i can bring and show to the uh, to the kids in the session but i thought i've got to read some of these uh, myself so i started working through them picked up this one i'm like it's a good story i'm i'm completely in as like strong female characters in there the world is told without too much exposition. It's just people exist in the world and you learn as the characters move through it. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I want to get more of this. I've, I went and got a second volume and I'm looking for a third volume when it comes out. And then the last of my ongoing unfinished is purely here because by my own rule, I couldn't put an unfinished story into the final five. So God of War Ragnarok goes right here. <laughs> Tazzy thought she would get away without me mentioning God of War Ragnarok. No. <laughs> you, you, you I'm surprised mistaken. you didn't finish it just so that you could I, put it in your top. No, I'm not going to lie. I, can, I consider that. I consider that. But it's been such a busy few weeks. I was like, I, I can't I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Like, I physically can't do it. But also, I can't do it to the game because I want to play it and, and take it in. So God of War Ragnarok goes right here. Thank you for this category. Otherwise, I couldn't mention it. Is that the whole reason why you made sure we had this category? Quite possibly. I uh, <laughs> will neither confirm nor deny. I'm going to make a prediction. 
um, and say that next year uh, <laughs> that it is going to be your top. But it can't because it's not new to me. I've played it this year. No, but you finished it in the new year, in the next year. That counts, right? Uh, oh, that's interesting. I feel I should take on that, but because what I was, I was doing, you have to start it this year. Is that what we're doing? Well, no, because if we can't put them in, if they're ongoing. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> There's just got like a lot of things that are just going to be in a void. I've uh, never. We just like right. discovered the loophole here, or the, the bug in there. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to uh, argue with you about putting God of War in, a, in the top <laughs> list. <so. laughs> I, I just think so. I don't know. Like, yeah. Listeners, what do you think? Yeah, let us know. What what should the rules be? <laughs> We're undecided on this rule. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm going to go into my ongoing list while, while Nigel just <laughs> right. is a little bit broken by yeah, that no, rule. <laughs> I'm like going into software engineering mode. It's like, how does that? <laughs> and there's a bit of shame in my list, but not because, <laughs> not for the same reasons. <laughs> Because right here is married but not a couple, which I've spoke about on the podcast before. <laughs> and it's terrible. It's good. But it's, the premise is terrible. <laughs> I'm still watching it. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. And I feel like it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, you just say that on the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't enjoy this. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm just putting out there. I'm enjoying married, not uh, mar- married, but not a couple. Um, and it's, I think it's nearly finished its first season, but not quite yet. So it's still ongoing, and I'm going to continue to watch it. Maybe I won't watch it into a second season, but I'll at least finish up this first season as it comes out. My next up on ongoing, ongoing is Spy Family. Oh, another one on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I need to say much about that. And if I do, then you need to go watch Spy Family. Yeah. Where you've been. It's good. <laughs> it's very good. Just watch it. It speaks for itself. First episode. If the first ep- episode doesn't have you hooked, I mean, that says a lot about you as a person. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, my other ongoing is We Happy Few, which I started around October time. And I'm really enjoying the storyline for this. Uh, and I was hoping I'd have more time to stream it and play it. Uh, but unfortunately, fitting and streaming in my schedule at the moment has been extremely difficult. Um, but hopefully I'll get to finish it uh, in the new year. And hopefully I'll stream that and finish it because it's it's a really good one. Next up is Shield Hero. I forgot the full name, name of it. So we're just going to go for Shield Hero. <laughs> um... <laughs> I've, again, I spoke about the first season on the show. Uh, I don't know if I've brought up that the second season's out and I started watching it. Uh, so I'm working my way through that. And I have to say, the start of the second season, I'm not enjoying as much. But I don't know if that's just because I was like trying to remember some of the stuff that had happened at the end of the last season and forgetting. Kind of like it continues on and you like it's key that you remember. Yeah, like there's some specific things and uh, unlike, so I started watching this and the time I got reincarnated as a slime around the same time and then their second seasons I also started watching around the same time and like that time I got reincarnated by slime I just got back into straight away. Actually, I watched the whole first season again but Shield Hero, uh, I'm enjoying it, don't get me wrong, it's really, that's why I'm still watching it 
but I feel like I just need to maybe watch a recap or something. And then <laughs> my last one is kind of a joke <laughs> because it's One Piece. <laughs> That's a surprise so to we'll, me. <laughs> we'll forever be in this category. <laughs> yeah, I know. And <laughs> permanent residents of the ongoing. This should it's, be it's, the One Piece Award, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should call it the One Piece Award. Um, but yeah, I've I've been working my way through it still. I'm still very far behind. I did finally finish Water 7, so that's a, an accomplishment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated uh, in next year on how ongoing I am with One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> you almost make me want to start my own ongoing, ongoing adventure, but not quite. So yeah, that wraps up our ongoing slash unfinished stories. Um, so now to get into Nigel's favourite part and my worst nightmare. And that is our five favourite stories of the year. Welcome to the final five, or as I like to call, blood sport. This is where Taz and I will count down from five to one, selecting our favorite stories of the year or if it has a random assortment of stories that may or may not be in the final five right with that said this is my favorite part pretty much yeah this is my favorite part so i'm looking forward to this uh, i did struggle with some things in this i'm gonna admit that but just a reminder for people i don't know tazzy's five tazzy doesn't know my five haven't seen each other's picks we're all learning together uh the stories as we do on the podcast can be from any medium so there may be a mix, although I think we both have learned we haven't had as much time to play video games as we would like, but it's going to be a mix of things in there. And again, they don't have to be newly released this year, just new to us this year. So that's the criteria. Once you hear the final five, let us know what you think. Jump in our Discord, shout us on social media, or use email, good old email. We want to hear what you think. You ready for this, Tazzy? No, I'm not. I'm actually making some last minute changes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Should I go first in the final five or do you still want to go first with your fifth pick? <sighs> no, you're going to have to go first. I'm still, I'm last minute changes. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Last minute changes. I'm going to go first. So my number five is the Batman, which kind of surprised me because I wasn't mm. sure if I was going to put this in there. But when I thought about it, uh, there was a key reason. I mean, it is very good. It's not Dark Knight for me, but it is very good. When I watched this, I remember being very sick. <laughs> uh, I was down with something, but the film kept me captivated. And it's not a short film as well, so that says something. I like the... Obviously, I like Batman. Who doesn't like Batman? Um, but the portrayal of Batman by Robert Pattinson and the the feeling of the city of the world i like that it wasn't another origin story but interestingly went on into a year two batman so a new batman but one that has gone past the, the whole thing with parents the discovering the uh, bat um batman persona and you see him struggling so struggling with being the batman but also struggling internally with how he's handling the grief um and how he's projecting that out into the world and i really like the arc of the of the story about him coming out of the darkness and needing to be the light and that's even before you get to like the riddler and uh, his role as the antagonist 
and then Catwoman, who is just uh, a great character. Oh, uh, Catwoman this. was excellent in that. Yeah. So I think just all the pieces there were just so well done. And it surprised me how much I liked it because I was going in with a uh, not my Batman kind of thing, um, <laughs> Christian Bale guy. But I think Robert Pattinson did a really good job. Uh, everyone did a really good job in this. Mm. Do you know what I think I'd really like to see? A, um, this Catwoman a film or show? What yeah, I mean, mean, Zoe Kravitz could pull that off for sure. She is really captivating. And she's also an, a character, a female character with agency. And mm. I think sometimes you can go into her being like uh, just the object of attraction for the main character, but she had her own thing. She made that clear in, in the story, but just as a character, uh, she was her own her own character with her own goals, her own motivations. Yeah, cool. Is it my fifth then? We are down to Tazzy's five. Here we go. Uh, okay, I was going to... I did, sweating. <laughs> I did go to make changes and then I didn't and I reversed <laughs> them. So my, like the way for me to pick my, my top five this year was, can I watch them again with the same enthusiasm? I like that. Um, so that was the, that's how they had to make the cut to get into my top five. And so that's why I was going to make changes. And then I realized can't do that because I wouldn't watch that, that second series. Anyway, and all of mine are films. I'm just going to put that out here now. <laughs> okay. So ignore what I said about a mix. <laughs> Every single one is films. I don't know how that happened, but it did. So in my fifth spot, and I have kind of done this in an order. Oh, that's real growth. Yeah. But. I don't know how, I'm not like committed to that order, That's, <laughs> but it is like, it's, it's a taken shape. Maybe next year I'll have like cut and dry order. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> that would be something. Okay. So with that all being said, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of runners up in this, a lot, and a, a lot, I'm just going to put that out there. Number five is Belle. Oh, the that's a good one. The anime, the anime movie. And I could definitely watch this again. It was such a beautiful story. I loved the way it was told. I loved the portrayal of like a virtual reality. As I've said before, this is like my, this may be my top version of like virtual reality portrayed in fiction, topping the Oasis from the book. From the Ready Player One, specifically the book. And so I just really enjoyed it. And it was just such a beautiful story. It also showed love in a non-romantic way, just so nicely and so well. And that, that's, that's why it's in my top five. Yeah, I like that. And we did cover that too on the podcast. We did. We did. <sighs> All right. So we've now got a number. We've got a number from Tazzy. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, let me move on to number four in our final five. My fourth pick is an anime called Odd Taxi. Which, yes. <laughs> which has been, it's been mentioned, funny enough, it's been mentioned by a friend of mine like ages ago. And then we had a guest on the podcast who mentioned it. And then Tazzy watched it and said it was great. And then I eventually got to it. Like I said, I'm sure I said this earlier, I'm often late to the party. But I got to the party though, because this is such a great show and not what I was expecting. Because my friend who pitched it to me, said it was i mean he said it was a comedy and it has funny moments 
but I had a different image in my mind. So it's more a me thing, but I had a different image on my mind of a show that might be somewhat throwaway, but funny, has animal characters, obviously I'm going to be into that. And that was all I was expecting. But when I watched it from the very first episode, I was like, oh, something else is happening here. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a bit deeper than uh, I expected. And then what unfolded is just a, a well-crafted story that absolutely relies on all the pieces being consumed in that exact order. Everything fits together. The characters fit together. And like I said, with Bullet Train, I'm, I'm a fan of like interlocking stories and this has this in abundance and it leads to somewhere that's such a gripping grippingly told story that yeah i was just i was just in i was just into from the very first episode so definitely makes my top five oh, i'm glad it did make your top five it's definitely a story that uh, sort of like lays out the tracks really well and talking of which my number four is actually bullet train <laughs> okay cool <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> i mean we've already spoke about it because nigel it was in nigel's uh honorable mentions i mean it's just i just really enjoyed that i really enjoyed the journey i love a story that is like that moving journey and even better if it's like on an enclosed space like in an enclosed space but moving and then how the story i i love when stories intertwine it's probably one of my like favorite ways of a story being told is like all the different characters and then they all like kind of fall into how they're linked and mm. why they're significant in each other's lives. Yeah. And it's very much about that them all being significant in each other's lives. Yeah. And again, like Nigel, I had no expectations for this. I just saw the trailer when I was in the cinema and I was like, I want to see that film. <laughs> that looks fun and enjoyable and good. So yeah, that is, that's my number four. Cool. All right. Um, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Um, and we've got good coverage of <laughs> podcast episodes. We know how to pick them. All right. <laughs> so we're down to number three. And my third pick is a little show called Mr. Robot, which I finished season, was it season three this year? And it's it's a challenging show to watch. It's a show that I have possibly spent the most time with my eyes open because I feel I just cannot miss any bit of this show. It's quite a heavy show, very heavy show in places, but it's a show when it comes to like thrills and genuinely like mind blowing moments, it just it has them. So it's a story that follows the, the protagonist uh, Elliot, who is a just a cybersecurity whiz. He's a hacker, um, basically. And specifically a vigilante hacker. So he's got the whole thing about bringing down the shadowy, corrupt corporation that he is actually technically working for when the show starts. So we kind of see him on his quest. It also deals, and I don't want to spoil this, definitely don't want to spoil this story, but it deals with mental health in a very unique way. And from season one to season two, recently finished season three it keeps surprising it keeps going to places that are like very challenging for the story so a bit of background for me like i used to be a software engineer so the other thing i like about this is it it's one of the most accurate representations of 
let's just say hacking where it, it feels authentic now i'm not a hacker so <laughs> i can't say for sure but it just feels authentic so they managed to make that representation well and then from a story perspective what can be difficult for people making stories is putting your characters in difficult places and this just does this over and over again and that's a really challenging thing to do because you want to protect your characters but <laughs> this throws them out and like you you deal with the life that uh, the story has created so i really appreciate that too mm. okay okay you have mentioned it before i've heard yeah. it like recommended but i'm still not ready to go down that journey it is quite heavy like, yeah you, you just yeah the piece is so many pieces so many pieces that's what i'm struggling with but <laughs> i i appreciate that it's in your your top okay my number three is Weveling with you. I realized oh. that only one of my top five we haven't done a podcast on. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, like I said, we know how to pick them. So, yeah, Weathering with You, uh, which is another anime film, just beautiful and emotional and just a fun journey that we go on. And again, just beautiful. Like, it is such a pleasure to watch this. Such a pleasure. So yeah, that's why that's why it's my number three. I could definitely watch it again, probably a few times because I think I mentioned this in the podcast, but I feel like I could watch this f- film without the sound on and just look at it like a piece of artwork that you just yeah for look sure. At. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's free. And if you want to know more, just listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> this episode of Story X Story was sponsored by Story X Story. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree with you, and I think the. Because we previously done another of Makoto Shinkai's work at Your Name, which is just amazing. And yeah, just visually like stunning, like 2D and 3D elements in there. You just mm. you can just stare at it all day. Wasn't Your Name in your top for last year? It was number one last mm. year. And I think that's probably the only reason I didn't put Weathering with you in my final five. So I ended up on the cutting room floor, which was like, I didn't want to do. Okay. But because I knew I had your name last time, and I was somewhat confident that you might pick it as well. <laughs> Interesting. How do you know me like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So we've done three. Let's go to number oh. two. And my number two, we're going to go to Tazzy's favorite subject sports. <laughs> <laughs> It had to be in there somewhere, didn't it? If you couldn't, if you couldn't get, um, <laughs> couldn't get um, God of War, God of War in it, sports sports has to be. yeah. <laughs> so my number two is Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. You had to give it its full name. So this is a show based on a book. I want to say I have to find out. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's book on basically that that goes over the early. 70 or late 70s early 80s lakers basketball franchise which even if you don't know basketball you probably heard of the los angeles lakers one of the premier teams in the nba although they kind of suck now and lebron james is getting old but anyway i won't go too much into that but this is a is really it's a really interesting story so naturally i was attracted to it because it's basketball it's also a comedy so it's a dramatic comedy done in the style of breaking the fourth wall and just all those things just like tick boxes for me but it follows uh, Jerry Buss who is the, the owner of the Lakers who bought the Lakers and then was the guy responsible for bringing in like the Showtime Lakers which is just the flamboyant style 
And he did that through players like Magic Johnson, one of the most famous basketball players and just celebrity characters uh, around Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So it's just an interesting time. It's also a story where with those two characters, so Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you see a reflection of the, I say like the black experience in America and specifically in entertainment or sports entertainment, where Magic Johnson is like, he's known for his smile. Like he's always smiling. Everyone, everyone likes Magic Johnson. That's his whole thing. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is uh, an activist, or as well as a basketball player, he's an activist and he's, he's that whole idea of like uh, racism and uh, black people's place in society at a time when the NBA was dominated by white players and was coming to be now <laughs> dominated by everyone who's not uh, white uh, players. So seeing those two approaches to life and those contrasts. And then finally, it's a show about business because Jerry Buss buys his team. He does not have the money for it. And there are so many moments that just feel like entrepreneurial moments where you have to, you basically just have to believe <laughs> in something and keep moving forward. And I love that there's a moment in the show where he has to, I think he's being, because he's a new guy and the other owners of the NBA team, like they don't value him and they tell him uh, as much. And he makes a decision where he's like, we're going to win. And there's a scene where he steps on the desk in the office of the Lakers. And he's just, he declares like, we are going to win. That's what we're here for. Anyone who doesn't can go. And I just, I love that moment. And sometimes again, as in, a, in that entrepreneurial journey, you just, sometimes you just have to decide that we're going to do this. Like we're going to do this. And everyone who's on board, great. Everyone who's not has to go. And it's just, yeah, it's just a great story. Yeah, I mean, you have mentioned this on the podcast and I think I at some point will give it give it a watch because you've spoke very highly of it. Yeah. And I feel like in a similar in a similar vein to Joy, it's that kind of like business side of it that I'll enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think of this um, if you do get to watch it. So, yeah, that's my number two pick. Over to you, Tazzy. Okay, so my number two pick is fairly recent and it is Matilda the Musical, the 2022 movie. Um, uh, so I went to see this in the cinema the other week and it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love musicals. I really enjoy the Matilda the film, whatever year that is. <laughs> and i mean just before i got went to see this i saw a lot not a lot i saw a few comments of like people not enjoying it or comparing it to the film the 1996 film um, <laughs> but this is this is different this is this is the musical and this is based on the theater performance and it's just different it's got the essence of this Roald Dahl's story of matilda in it of course yeah, it's, it's not to be compared to the film because it's just a different it's, it's in a different genre <laughs> one's a musical and one is not <laughs> like they are two different like types of films right yeah and i don't think this takes away from being able to enjoy the 1996 what this does do though is make me want to see uh matilda in the theatre a whole bunch mm. and I could watch this film over and over and over and over again <laughs> nice <laughs> it's one of those films and it's one of the reasons I really enjoy a lot of musicals that like like it makes me want to just do stuff it's really really motivates me and the songs in it oh, I like that 
are just so good and the dancers in it are so good and the child acting in this is so good oh my god <laughs> it's so good like there I was, was impressed and slightly threatened when i see really good child acting or just child yeah. performances <laughs> i like how dare you be this talented yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you no they were they were amazing like the um chore- choreography in this so good oh my god so there is some particular songs that stand out to me that are now on like heavy rotation um, <laughs> and probably will end up in my next year's Spotify wrapped. And that is Quiet. When I tell you that this song perfectly describes how I feel when I'm angry. And like the friend that I went to see this to, we both like for that song, we were both like, oh my God, because we both get angry in quite a complicated way. That's like, it's not complicated. I feel like a few people do, but this is definitely the minority of people get angry in this way. And so you've got to watch the film and listen to the song to understand that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Quiet. And then there's one called... Oh, what is it called? Okay, I'm just going to quickly uh, look up the name of it. Uh, so there's... Oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that because now I'm seeing all of the songs. <laughs> so there's one called The School Song that does a really, really clever thing with the alphabet. And I love it. And then the music, oh, in the sh- in the film, it's just so, I love how they they choreographed that and filmed that with the alphabet. It was it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Now. No, do. And then there's a song called Naughty and I really like that. And the <laughs> revolting children is brilliant and the dance they do, it's so good. And I really like the head children in that. Like, oh, it's it's really good. It's just really good. I loved it. I loved it. It was magic motivating and powerful um and just like matilda's little imagination oh, and the the librarian oh, it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah really good really good i love it so that's my number two definitely right, deserves that number two like position sold me on that as well now now i want to go and see it <laughs> cool all right so that leaves us with just the final one and i have a sneaky suspicion that we have the same number one we're about to find out so my number one story of 2022 is everything everywhere all at once did i get that right yes (laughs) i thought so i thought so (laughs) i had a feeling because it just occurred to me that neither of us had mentioned it like it's getting mentioned there's no way that neither of us could have put it in anywhere else like then it has to be at the top all right so this is like the the joint number one this is this has never happened before I feel so we both have the same story and for a very good reason so interestingly I so I don't know about your awareness of it before you watched it I had very little and I had zero all right so I might have even had more than you because I I heard someone heard people mention it and then I don't even think I saw a trailer okay I maybe I had like like one percent awareness (laughs) I'd seen a tweet that said if you're complaining about like films being the same in the cinema then you have to see everything everywhere all at once and another film i can't remember what the other film was i didn't go see that one but i was kind of like cool everything everywhere all at once is in the cinema at the moment let me go see it okay there you go (laughs) that is my prior knowledge of it so uh, so we had similar prior (laughs) knowledge so i I didn't have because there was a lot of like underground anticipation for it so i was getting a sense of some of that but like this i think it just for me it just goes to number one just because it is wholly unique. Like, I mean, 
I guess nothing's 100% original and, you know, something you can map to anywhere. But this, I feel, stretches that because I've never seen a film like this before. And with just that achievement just puts it at number one. But, and I'm going to skip straight to the end, or not spoil anything, but uh, to the end, just how it not only was a interesting, completely unique film that was entertaining to watch, it had an emotional heart and all that, in some way, some way I say nonsense, but I mean that in a good way, all that nonsense that happens meant something at the very mm. end and had a very important lesson that even like today, like I said, one of the things I like about good stories is they leave you thinking about something after you've watched them or, or consumed them. And this really does. And it has a really good message that delivered in is such a creative, unique way. I just, yeah, I mean, we spoke so highly about it on the podcast again, another podcast pick for good reason it's just a fantastic story yeah exactly and it just i again obviously my my way of picking my tops this year was uh could i watch these again and get the same enjoyment mm. um and i feel like everything everywhere all at once i could watch it again and get more enjoyment yeah you always have to because of all the again nonsense that's that's in there like you you you'll miss things i feel like yeah. I, i'll watch it again and i'll pick out certain things, things i didn't yeah yeah and, and f- have a different perception of different things each time you watch it depending on like what's going on in your life what's happening around you what you've watched recently i feel like there's so many like nuggets in this and so many different ways to look at like certain themes that are brought up that you can go into this and just have a very unique experience each time. Definitely. And like the performances are, are great. It's funny, which always helps. And it's just, it's funny in just like wacky uh, ways that again, have, have meaning. It's, I'm just so, I was so impressed with this film. Yeah. Go. So good. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Go see it. I mean, you should be seeing everything we've, we've suggested. If you have seen it and haven't listened to the podcast episode, go give that a listen because we might pick out something that you you maybe missed, but it's just cool to hear it talked about uh, again. It just every because after it came out, it's like a then it just got more and more press and more people saw it and yeah, just deserved everything that it got. It's just yeah, everything everywhere all at once. I guess this makes you like the story X story pick for story of the year because we both <laughs> yeah <laughs> we both got it so it gets that unique award as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, how do you feel? We we made it five yeah. to one. Yeah, and I, I like I'm quite like hmm, the order of mine is quite it's pretty it's pretty there it's pretty there. I don't I don't feel too if someone forced me to like set it in stone, I'd be a bit annoyed, but I also wouldn't <laughs> You do it. Though. Yeah, I could you know, like before it was like ask me to do this and I will I I choose death. <laughs> <laughs> that is character live. growth. I live. <laughs> yeah, that's definite character growth. Uh, I like it. Like it. So Tazzy has joined me in the arena, the blood sport arena, or at least she's in the spectator. <laughs> she's bought a ticket and she's in, in, like, in the crowd. I'm in the like warm up. Warm up <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to next year now. So that was our list. That was our top five honorable mentions, surprises, disappointments, and ongoing or unfinished story, uh, aka the One Piece Award. So let us know what you think about our picks. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there something we missed? 
definitely something we miss. The cutting room floor is littered with fantastic stories, both ones that we've covered and ones that yeah. we haven't. Let us know your thoughts. What are your top five stories for the year? That's always interesting uh, to hear feedback at myamanda.com. Or you can jump in our Discord. Uh, in the show notes, you'll find a link. Jump in the Studio 77 Discord and let us know there. All right. That was fun. So before we wrap up, we're going to take a quick peek into next year and end season four of the podcast. Wow. Let's go. So this category is uh, where we pick our most anticipated stories of 2023. And I mean, I guess they don't necessarily have to be, as with all of our things, they don't necessarily have to be coming out in 2023. Is that oh, right? Yeah, or yeah we... not all of mine are. So it's just it'll okay. be new to us in 2023. New to us in 2023, which kind of makes it harder because the backlog <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> is vast. Um, so I am only looking forward in this category, but also I'm not massively, like I obviously don't know everything that's coming out. And I generally avoid things myself. I don't know about things for you, Nigel, but I try not to get too excited looking forward. I try not to anticipate because I want to avoid disappointment. Yeah, I get that. And there's so much, like I said, there's so much in the backlog that I'm like, just want to work through those. But we'll try, we'll try, we'll try with this category. Nigel, what's your anticipated list then? We're doing yeah. top three, right? Yeah, so I've got a list of three. And so one is new, one is old, and one's just a wild card pick. So I'm gonna <laughs> start with the new. <laughs> I'm gonna start with the new, which is new and I'd forgotten it until I remembered it was coming out next year and it just immediately went to the top. Is uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which I realized that is probably one thing. Like you, Tazzy, I, I tend not to anticipate too much. I just, I watch things and then I liked it or not. But Spider-Man is what I'm looking forward to just because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a near pitch perfect animation as we've seen in, in recent times. And I just would love to see what that creative team does with the second go around. So I got that. Mm. I also have, and this is a recent entry, uh, His Dark Materials, which I was recently reminded is a show based on a book that I've read and very much enjoyed. But the show, it just completely passed me by. It's one I want to watch. So I'm going to put that on my list uh, to watch. One, apparently one season three. Uh, is news to me. So mm. I've got a lot of catching up to do. So that's my old, but will be new to me. And then the wild card I discovered as I was looking at things that might be released next year is a uh, Bernie Mac biopic. So for people who don't know, Bernie Mac is, he's passed now, but uh, he was a comedian and one of the original kings of comedy, along with Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, I think Martin Lawrence as well. But he, yeah, he died quite a while ago, 2008. And the reason why this is such a wild card pick, like Bernie Mac was a very funny guy, very funny. But his comedy, everything he did would not be allowed today. <laughs> like he would get, he would start and be cancelled so quickly in today's landscape. And for although he did do a, a series, which I thought was very underrated, which is a bit more family friendly, but still very funny. But he's just a very funny guy, and I I wonder how they would approach a biopic. Uh, of his life so i'm very interested to see what they take how they present it and 
yeah, that's, it'll be funny. I'm sure it'll be funny, but it'll just be interesting to see how they do it in this day and age. So uh, that's my wildcard pick. Mm, okay. Um, so I, like I said, I was just really struggling with this category. <laughs> and I thought, let me look look at some stuff and like try and help me. Um, and it didn't help. It just made things worse. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there's quite a few things to come. I'm going to go ahead and be like, I've got one that is my top, top one. And it's actually going to go in a different category. <laughs> because I wanted to fit other things in. <laughs> I was like, let me let me finesse the system. <laughs> <laughs> Finding the loophole is in the system. And that is the second season of Arcane. <laughs> and that is I why it's... This. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it wasn't pass. in my top five. And that's why it's not in my top five shows. Oh yeah, I did but forget. Stories. <laughs> Otherwise it would have been at the top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm allowing this. And I was like, no, it exceeds... <laughs> it transcends it <laughs> lists and <laughs> um obviously the first season was phenomenal absolutely incredible absolutely phenomenal masterpiece because it's not even like you can say oh yeah that was really great for an animation uh uh it was just really great it was a compelling story it had amazing like such stunning visuals the soundtrack ugh, this was a show of shows this yeah, is like is. this is how tv should be yeah this is how you tell a story like that that's the level of good that arcane is it should be in a museum somewhere like, <laughs> yeah for, for future generations to observe and learn and be stunned by exactly if you're studying media tell your teachers oh, and yeah. you're like this is this Absolutely. is this is what I'm doing my project on. Yeah. Uh, this is, is it. This is it. This is my Bible now. And you will <laughs> learn. I've I've literally told students in college, like, watch the show, and if you do not learn anything from it, give up now because you, <laughs> you, will, you just won't you won't make it because you you can't if you're like a creative professional or aspiring to be, you just can't help but learn and just think how can I do better as a storyteller yeah. watching this. We've even because another one we've covered on the podcast, but we had uh, uh, Wesley Lewis, uh, one of the directors at The Lion Animation. They've done stuff with Riot Games, with Arcane, and even he was like, man, <laughs> these guys uh, for the animation studio for this. I wish I could have done this. <laughs> even he was saying Yeah, that. I know, like the breakdown of like how, like, how impressive it is. Mm. Of like, it's impressive. Just if you watch it, it's impressive. But then if you know the story behind it, it just just adds the layers on. Um, so yeah, so season two is definitely like in there of my most anticipated. And that is literally the only reason why it wasn't my number <laughs> one five stories this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I feel like that takes up spot one, two and three. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> just arcane. Yep. <laughs> just arcane. Um, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to insert some things. We're juggling up here. I'm going to go for a game because games have been sparse this episode. <laughs> I'm going to go for Suicide Squad. I'm just really excited about this game. Yeah, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. The Justice League, yeah. Because it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. And I'm hoping that it is a good game. And the the trailer that was on the 
at the Game Awards. I was just like, oh yeah, this looks like fine. I'm not saying that it's going to be a masterpiece of games, but I am going to say that I'm very much going to enjoy it. I think, I hope, yeah. and I will be very disappointed if it's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Might be on another list next year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm just hoping it's good. It's more like, I'm. it's one that I'm hoping is good. Yeah, I hope this is good too, because I know uh, Gotham Knights didn't get the best reception when it came out. So let's hope they get this one. Yeah, and there is there is so many great games that I'm looking forward to, and there's so many great games that I've yet to play that could have been on this list. So don't ask me why it's Suicide Squad. I just needed to pick one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my next anticipated. There's so many. I'm gonna do a film, and there's so many that I could have done, and there's some that I'm really looking for. Like I really wanna wanna be good, but all of those I can be disappointed by, so I don't want to put them in here. Like I know Arcane's not gonna disappoint me with video games. I'm ready for disappointment because it's something that happens regularly, <laughs> and we're never surprised by that. So with films, I'm not gonna go for something that I'm like I could be disappointed with. So. My anticipated film is going to be Magic Mike, Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> and I can't tell you why until it's out. But when it's out, it will be revealed why I'm highly anticipating this one. Okay. I've only seen the first one. I've not seen the second one. Uh, but I'm very intrigued as to how the story is going to unfold. And I'll leave it at that. I'm intrigued and amused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun from the trailer yeah. of course that's the only place I'm getting the information from that, that's fun <laughs> okay alright we have to check in uh, the Magic Mike watch starts here yeah it comes out around uh, Valentine's so I mean it's a good Valentine's watch yeah okay alright so that is that's, yeah, that threw me off I wasn't expecting that careful <laughs> <laughs> definitely all right, so just a few things. I think, yeah, it is, it is difficult to pick this one for reasons we've already said, but we've got a few things we're looking out for. So will these make any of our lists for next year? We will see. All right, so that is, that's, that's the list. That's all the lists we have for you today, for this year. Let's round this up. We're here. We've made it to the final, I don't know, few minutes of, of the podcast of season four. I still can't believe it. We've done four seasons of this. We're looking ahead to season five. How do you end this? I don't know. I, I never know how to, how to end things. But I guess we can look at some of the highlights of season four and what we're looking forward to in season five. So I feel we've also, we've already covered a lot of the episodes we've done. But Tazzy, are there any like highlights or other like shout outs that you want to give for, for season four? Of the Story X Story podcast. Oh, yeah, there is. I didn't. I didn't even think of this section. <laughs> so we've done some really, really, really great interviews this year, mm. and I feel like obviously this episode we've covered a lot of the stories that we've covered, but not so much people's stories. Mm. And I, I mean, it's really, really hard to pick ones out, but I don't want to I don't feel like we can round up the year without highlighting that we do those episodes and that they they do exist and so again like I'm these are not favorite episodes these are just I'm yeah just, no this one's impossible to this is literally impossible because we have so many amazing guests and great people that we talk to but 
we'd done a behind the story with Mike Anderson earlier on in the year. And I mean, like all of our conversations, they were, we had some really great conversations. Basically, I'm just going to be highlighting some of the ones that I feel like have got like really good one-liners in them. (laughs) Um, And that was definitely an episode where there was quite a lot of like, I need to save that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, we do. Uh, it's so it's so hard. But that I'm doing. It's a tough oh, one. But Mike was a great conversation. Mike was a great conversation. And we oh, met him. I mean, we met him before, but we met him since the pandemic, shortly after, or when that episode was released. So that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah, really enjoyable. I think I think with Mike, it's a case of like just his story is so relevant, and I mm. think I found myself going, ah, oh, like maybe I do need to think about a career like more in the side of making video games uh which is somewhere that i don't know if i want to be a part of but i was definitely enticed (laughs) (laughs) in that episode so yeah that's just one of the many amazing podcast episodes uh, where we talk to people about their journeys and their stories rather than a actual story i do enjoy those episodes and i also enjoy getting the tips i mean we we do that to find out the advice the challenges how they overcame what they do for people listening for young people that you know we do workshops with or we engage with in schools and colleges and things but it's also for us because the whole creative journey is it's a difficult one and any lesson is one that you don't just learn once but you learn multiple times hopefully not because you've forgotten but just because things change and, and you change, you develop, and sometimes you need reminders. So I feel that was, those episodes are always good reminders of that. We need to keep in mind ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think a highlight for me is on a similar vein, but again, it's difficult to pick uh, like a particular guest. But what I will say is that for the comic episodes was really good for me because I make comics. So it was interesting to see how other people have found their way in this industry. But Recently, I went to the Malta Comic Con and also Thought Bubble in North of England and had a moment where I realized I've interviewed a few people and I've got the chance to meet them in person. Some I'd not met at all. Some I had met like before the pandemic. And it was just nice to get that reminder that, oh, you know, we're, we're having this effect and impact. And for both of us, I will relay like the positive, the general positive feedback of people who enjoy coming on the podcast and speaking with us and it was just nice being at Thor Bubble and being like I've interviewed like I don't know like a dozen people in this building <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird but yeah no it's a good uh, good feeling as well mm, yeah definitely I mean there's so many other episodes that I could highlight oh, yeah, I we could can just list for, off yeah, yeah. every episode like I thought really had a lot of fun talking about Uncharted and how mm. That was not a good look for video games being made <laughs> was, into movies. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. No, I really enjoyed our episode on Dune. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, obviously we know my uh, relationship with um, Ready Player One and <laughs> the book. Um, and that was kind of like a similar like the book gets to be in reference and so i always love those kind of episodes we've done like some bigger episodes like we went into a conversation about nfts (laughs) and that was super interesting we've spoke about 
lore on video games this year we've there's just so much we spoke about like video games as subscription services obviously we do our regular roundtables yeah we had a whole episode full of train puns speaking of bullet train yeah (laughs) the the puns and that was just (laughs) they were they were really 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 we done really well with the puns and that i think you should definitely uh that was a really good effort um Um, yeah we also hit episode 100 Let's not we hit that. episode oh my god we hit episode 100 oh and another thing craig oh craig's good now <laughs> craig's been on like some great behavior that <laughs> happened that this year review and uh yeah he's he fixed himself up yeah so uh, there's a lot there's a lot just every episode <laughs> every episode we've done we've like spoke about some older stuff like Coraline and art both of which I'd never seen at the time. So thank you to the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, really, really enjoyable. I'm really looking forward to like talking about more stories and having more guests on the podcast. So yeah, if there's anyone you want to see on the podcast, see on it, mm. hear on it, yeah. um, hear on the podcast, any, any, any stories you think we should talk about, then yeah, because it's, it's really enjoyable. I mean, we've even done some like comics and manga. We've done like Tropic of the Sea. Oh. Yeah, that was a great episode. The Story Club. We did. Did we start Story Club this year? Or was that from last year? I can't remember. I think but we started it at the year. end of. We start, I think end we started of, it last year. Okay, and then we continued it. All right, so that was yeah. good. We continued that. Always a lot of fun having those live discussions with people. And yeah, I don't know. It just, every, yeah, every episode is great. I feel another thing that I've found just hearing from other people is just. I guess like the platform for people to to talk and have opinions and differences of opinions and we've definitely had that but just listening to others opinions and I feel that's a valuable thing in in today's day and age of just bringing people on we don't like everything I think I feel like most things but not everything and sometimes people come on and they like something and we don't like something or Tazzy likes something and I don't like something but it's just good to hear other people's opinions. Absolutely I mean I like most things that's the problem. (laughs) um yeah i think as well like having those extra guests on and and those that might not love it makes me realize the things i don't necessarily like about something because mm. i'm always like one to see the positive of most mm. things so it's really refreshing like getting that light and getting that understanding just getting different perspectives on things yeah it's great it's, this is a uh, i don't know it's like feels i was gonna say end of an era but we're back in in february it just feels like quite meaningful to wrap up another yeah. season podcast I feel, yeah, this year felt like where we're doing something, we're, we're building yeah. something. Thank I think you we've to... really got, got into the flow this year. Yeah. I mean, we've got into the flow previous years, but I feel like this year was just solid. Absolutely yeah. solid. So... I feel like we've really, really, really got into the groove. And I think that helps with, of course, doing the campaign and the Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign. We've just had like a bigger reason, I guess. Yeah. We can see the need. It's bigger and it just, yeah, it... it uh, impacts like what we do and the way we want to do it as well yeah so before we get too emotional uh <laughs> let's uh let's let's end the year it's been a great year of talking stories thank you to everyone listening yeah we appreciate everyone who spends time with us in their ears and we look forward to having you with us again for season five so thank you thank you thank you thank you Make sure you are subscribed to the episode so you don't miss another episode. Give us a rating, five stars, please. Rating, review, that helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions. Check out our stories at mymatter.com forward slash manga and join the Discord. You can check out the Discord, meet other people in the community, chat with us, 
We've got a bunch of things coming in the works for next year, giving people access to events and content that we do at Maya Matter. And yeah, the podcast. So like I said, January, we're taking a recording break, but there'll be episodes in your feed. So rewind episodes, some of those story clubs that we mentioned. And then in February, we'll be back for season five. So it's not goodbye. It's just uh, see you later. So you can always give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at myamada.com and our website with links to subscribe is feedback at myamada.com forward slash story x story. So that does it for another season. Stay tuned. And until next time, remember, I'm not crying, you're crying. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Thank you.